0: Well, praise the Lord, everybody. I am Evangelist Janice Nelson, and I want to welcome you to this Ash Wednesday special edition of Broken Vessels Mended and Whole, a weekly women's Bible study podcast. Today is Wednesday, February 17th, the year of our Lord, 2021. It is Ash Wednesday. The first day of Lent, and we pause as women to exercise the disciplines of Lenten penance. Ladies, Lent is a period of 40 days, excluding Sundays, of pen- penitence before Easter. Christians mark these 40 days of penitence by praying a Lenten daily devotional, making a Lenten sacrifice, which involves fasting or abstaining from something until the arrival of Easter, and with almsgiving. As we prepare ourselves today to do Lenten penance before God, we confess our sins and ask God to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We recognize that disobedience is sin and that sin separates us from God. So we ask God to cleanse us from those things that have separated us from Him. The goal being, to align ourselves in behavior, speech, and faith with God and his will for our life. When we come back, I want to share a message with you on the discipline of Lenten penance. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Broken Vessels Mended and Whole, today's special edition of Ash Wednesday, and we are talking about Lenten Penance, and our scripture basis is found in the Gospel of John chapter 3 verse 16 and i will be reading from the new king james version of the bible if you want to follow along with the scripture reading so beginning with the gospel of john chapter 3 verse 16 the word of god says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of his word. Amen. I am guessing that you recognize our passage of scripture as one of the most famous and most quoted verses from the Bible. It summarizes God's great love for us and on what Christ did for us at Calvary. Lent begins on Ash Wednesday, today, and continues for 40 days except Sundays, concluding on Holy Saturday, which is the day before Easter. It is a time for inner examination and a time for reparation when Christians atone for the sins they have committed by exercising the disciplines of Lenten penance, which are prayer, fasting or abstinence, and almsgiving or charity, which means giving to the poor. This is a season in which each of us should take personal spiritual inventory of ourselves in order to prepare ourselves to experience the mighty meaning of the cross. Penance is repentance, which means we humble ourselves and confess our sins through the Lenten penance of prayer, which is the first step to having a fruitful relationship with Christ. In Christianity, contrition is repentance for the sins one has committed. It is a state of feeling remorseful and penitent And we should be in a state of being remorseful because every time we sin, we hurt ourselves, we hurt other people, and we hurt God who sent his son to die that we might live. It was sin that separated us from God but penance brings healing by turning our hearts away from sin to a path of reconciliation with God and to a life of holiness lived in accordance with his will. It is interesting to me that the Lenten season begins near springtime. Spring is a time when most of us thoroughly clean our home. We clear away leaves and branches and clutter, We haul away debris, mow and uh, re-edge our lawn, clean our gardens and flower beds. We reseed damaged areas of the lawn and prune and trim trees and shrubbery. We get rid of clothing that no longer fit us and clean the inside of our homes room by room, getting the whole family involved with tackling seasonal household chores. It is called spring cleaning. In a similar way, when we exercise the Lenten penance of prayer through humble confession, we focus on cleansing our body temple from wickedness and evil. And this we should do because our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in us whom we have received from God. God does not want anything to separate us from him. That is why in his grace, he calls us back through prayer and repentance. And he has promised that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. During Jesus' public life, He forgave sin and even integrated sinners into the community. Remember the woman caught in adultery? Jesus did not condemn her. He said, go and sin no more. And I'm also reminded of Jesus on the cross. He who was without sin was condemned to death and nailed to a cross between two known criminals. The Bible says, One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at Jesus, but the other criminal rebuked him saying, don't you fear God since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. This man confessed his sins and self-abased himself as Lord than Jesus, acknowledging Jesus' innocence. But more importantly, he confessed with his mouth that Jesus was who he said he was when he said to the other criminal, don't you fear God? Jesus answered, truly I tell you, Today, you will be with me in paradise. This is the definition of salvation. Confessing confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart that God is who he says he is. And when we do this, grace happens immediately. Not a month later or a week later. Immediately, this man received God's forgiving grace when he was at death's door. So you see, it is never too late to humble yourself and make your confession of faith. The second Lenten penance is fasting or abstinence. Fasting and abstinence are forms of self-denial. A denial of one's own interests and needs. It is self-sacrifice and often refers to abstention from food. During Lent, the purpose of this spiritual fast is for the believer to show restraint and self-control. It is a spiritual discipline designed to allow Christians to focus closely on their relationship with God without the distractions of worldly desires or the desire for tangible things such as wealth, property, and other material goods. Or for the pleasures of the body, such as sexual activity, gluttony, or devotion to the pursuit of pleasure. Fasting during Lent does not necessarily mean you cannot eat anything. Some churches may place restrictions on specific foods such as meat or recommend how much to eat. In some churches and for some believers, fasting extends far beyond food to abstaining from a particular vice like smoking, drinking alcohol, or viewing pornography. The goal of fasting is to steer the believer's attention away from temporary satisfactions so that they are better able to focus on God. This comes from the Bible passage found in Mark chapter 1, verse 12, where after Jesus was baptized, the Bible says the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness where Jesus fasted for 40 days and was tempted by Satan. These 40 days were a time of great trial for Jesus, which he could not avoid, and neither can we. The Lenten season is a time when Christians remember Jesus in the wilderness and come to recognize our Lenten fast as a time when we feel the need for Jesus in our life all the more, and it prepares us for the crucifixion and resurrection of our Lord and Easter celebrations. If we could, if we could, some of us would prefer to skip this period of remembrance and preparation due to the challenges that come with fasting, like hunger, and resisting the temptation to eat, like confronting our human weaknesses when we yield to temptation and eat that burger and fries and realize we are merely flesh and blood with human frailties. Fasting forces us to seriously examine our faults and seriously consider the temptations that are as close to us as the nearest fast food restaurant. It aligns us with God and connects us with salvation, something we must focus on if we want our connection to God to be strong and continuously life-giving. This year's Lenten season begins today on Ash Wednesday, and you may have seen people with black ash smeared on their forehead in the shape of a cross. These ashes are symbolic of the Christian's grief and mourning for the sins they have committed. The same sins that we as Christians know resulted in the separation of imperfect people from a perfect God. The same sins that Jesus gave his life for when he died on the cross at Calvary. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Further, the black ash reminds us that we are mere finite beings with a limited lifespan. Genesis 3.19 says, from dust you came, and to dust you shall return. This verse foreshadows what we will become and reminds us of what we are. Dust. We are earthen vessels with an expiration date, and none of us are getting out of this life alive. The ash reminds us that we are frail human beings with human weaknesses, urges, and desires, and that we can easily yield to the temptations of a culture that delivers decadence at our doorstep and electronically. And it is to this end that we realize that Lent is about much more than abstaining from food or other vices. It is about looking deep within ourselves at who we are and what we need, Jesus Christ and his forgiveness. So when we exercise the penance of fasting during Lent, our experience should not just be about going hungry, but about honestly confronting what feeds us in every sense. Ask yourself, what is it that I cannot do without? What do I crave? Beyond that burger and fries, do you crave attention? When you are serving in ministry, are you the type of person who cannot serve God without receiving some expression of gratitude from the pastor? Does your ego need stroking 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Give that up and you will feel pains like you've never felt before. Because for some of us, the most difficult fast is not giving up food, but giving up power. Or gratification. When you fast and the consequences of your fast hit home, diarrhea is self inflicted. You are hungry. Your stomach feels like an empty pit. Your body weight decreases. You feel hunger pain shooting through your abdomen. You are too exhausted to walk up a flight of stairs and you begin to question the motivation for your Lenten fast. Seek an intimate communion with God. Remember Jesus fasting in the wilderness for 40 days, being mercilessly tempted by Satan to disobey God. What did Jesus do? He quoted the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. Man shall not live by bread alone and do not put the Lord, your God, to the test. And Satan, unable to defeat Jesus, left him. Then the Bible says angels came and ministered to the Lord. And Jesus needed the ministry of these angels because this was not a play date. Between Satan and Jesus. It was a real battle. Satan came to kill, steal, and destroy. His goal was to destroy God's plan of salvation for you and for me by getting Jesus to sin because there was no way a sinful Messiah could be a worthy sacrifice for mankind. But Jesus was and is more powerful than Satan. The Lenten fast is a sacred discipline and a time for spiritual growth and renewal, a time to reflect on God's great love for us and on what Christ did for us at Calvary. And our Lenten fast should reflect Jesus's deprivation in the wilderness and test our self-discipline. And when you fast, Jesus said, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces and show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And this brings me to the final Lenten penance, which is almsgiving or charity, which means giving to the poor. Here is what God says about giving. Giving to the poor deuteronomy 15:11 says there will never cease to be poor in the land therefore i command you you shall open wide your hand to your brother to the needy and to the poor in your land proverbs 4:31 says whosoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker that he who is generous to the needy honors him. Acts twenty verse thirty-five says, "It is better to give than to receive." And Luke chapter six verses twenty through twenty-one says, "Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will." be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. The Bible is full of wisdom about God's great love for poor people living in poverty and our responsibility to help. But as Christians, we must also question the motives behind our giving. Christ calls and obliges us to contemplate the benefit of why we do what we do for others and to consider the benefit of helping others without receipt of an award or privilege granted or acknowledgement of merit. For by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. God has chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him. When Christians exercise the Lenten penance of almsgiving, what we do, we do for God out of our love for him and for the benefit of his kingdom and the glorification of Christ, who in obedience to the Father bled, suffered, and died a criminal's death on the cross of Calvary for the remission of our sins. The first of God's commandments of the law is to love the Lord thy God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Later, Jesus said to his disciples, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever Are you a whosoever? Believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Greater love has no one than this. And it to lie down his life for his friends. Repeat this prayer after me, ladies. Dear God, your word says that all have sinned and fallen short. Of your glory. And I know your word is true. I am thankful for your promise that if I confess my sins, you are faithful and just and will forgive me my sins and purify me from all unrighteousness. So I confess that I have sinned knowingly and unknowingly and I am in need of your forgiveness. Your son Jesus said to me, whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So in the name that is above every name the name of your dear Son my Lord and my Savior I ask you now will you forgive me for the sins I have committed And cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I believe Jesus Christ is your son. I believe he died for my sins. And that you raised him to life. I trust him as my Lord. And follow him as my Lord from this day forward. This is my confession of faith. As I go through these 40 days of Lent, praying, fasting, and almsgiving, may I become a clean and holistic temple before you. I recognize that disobedience is sin and that sin separates me from you. So I ask you, God, to cleanse me from those things that have separated me from you and align me in behavior, speech, and faith with your will for my life. In Jesus' name I pray and ask these things. And I thank you now, in advance, for answered prayer. Count it as done by faith and in accordance with your word. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Broken Vessels Mended and Whole. Join me next week for another episode. In the meantime, take good care. And may God continue to bless you. (laughs) Yeah.